welcome to The Practical Prophetic, where prophetic ministry is made practical. I'm Beth Wingate, I'm your host, and welcome to the podcast. On our podcast today, I'm excited to get back to our dream study. I have a special guest with us today. I have Marsha Headley back on the show. Welcome back to the show, Marsha. How are you, Beth? I'm doing great. I'm so excited to have you share with what the Lord has put on your heart about dreams. And I'm just going to read our foundation scripture. It's found in Job 33, 14, 15, and 16. And it says, for God speaks to man one way, yea, twice, but man does not perceive it. So in a dream, in a vision of the night, when deep sleep falls upon men as they slumber in their bed, the Lord opens the ears of men and seals their instruction. And so God absolutely speaks to us in dreams. I always say that we're basing our entire podcast and study off of the Hebrew root word Naba, which is represented by Strong's H5012. And it means to be inspired of the Holy Spirit. Anytime you see the word prophecy or prophesying in your King James Bible in the Old Testament, it is tied to the root word Naba. So that just means that the Holy Spirit inspires us. And so we know that God typically speaks to us through our five senses and dreams are an extension of our five senses because we can see and hear in our dreams. And so I've asked Marsha to come back on the show and to share with us about dreams. And she has uh, shared with me some dreams she's had. I'm so excited to see what she has for us today. So I'm just going to turn it over to you, Marsha. and and let you share what you have. Beth, one of the things you and I both have in common is we both love Bible trivia. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) We were recently with you guys, and we played Bible trivia. Yes, we love it. We love that. You guys are competitive players. (laughs) Well, we love it, too. So I have a couple of questions for you that – our Bible dream trivia questions. And since you recently did a series on Joseph, I think these dreams will um, bear witness with you. All right, here's the first first question. Which of the dreams in Joseph of the Old Testament's story were necessary to his becoming prime minister of Egypt? Ooh, that's a tough one. (laughs) But because I did just study this, I'm going to say all of them. That's exactly right. That was tricky. All of the dreams, yes, it was. <laughs> but all of the dreams mentioned in Joseph's story were essential stepping stones to achieving his God-given destiny. Let me just quickly flesh that out. Okay. His personal dreams got him put in the pit and then sent him to Egypt enslaved. Remember, they said, oh, boy, here comes the dreamer. So it was actually because of his dreams that they were angry enough to do that. And then the butler and baker's dreams brought him before Pharaoh. And last of all, Pharaoh's dream launched his career. So all of the dreams in Joseph's life matter. And then here's the second one, which is the only person or persons in the nativity story who did not see an angel or have a dream from God. That's a tough one, too. So we know that uh, Mary had a visitation and Joseph had a dream. So 
tell me the answer. <laughs> All right. Well, the wise men, remember, they had a dream not to go back to Herod. That's right. And the shepherds got to see not one angel, but a whole bunch of angels. So the only one the Bible doesn't mention as seeing angel, an angel or having a dream is baby Jesus. That's right. So who saw both? Angels Ooh. and dreams. Who saw a dream, had a dream or dreams and saw an angel or angels? Ooh, I'm not sure about that one either. You're stumping me left and right. <laughs> Joseph, <laughs> Joseph was the okay. only one that had both. Dreams are very significant, not only in the Bible, but they are significant for our lives today. Dreams are evidence that God is moving in our lives. And if you haven't had dreams, that doesn't mean God is not going to speak to you in dreams. But God does speak in different ways. My husband, Bruce, and I both have, I believe, prophetic anointings that God has used us in. But each of us has a little bit different gifting. Whereas I have had about 19 dreams. I, I didn't realize I'd had that many. But as I was preparing for this series, I realized how many times God has spoken in dreams to me, whereas my husband has had more prophetic speakings to him, and I've had those too, and he's had some dreams, but it's interesting how God speaks individually to us. But one of the things that I think is possible is for us to borrow other people's dreams as an evidence and a reminder that God is real. So I'm going to share some of mine with you. And I want to begin again by saying how to know a dream is from God. I think this is important. Many people wonder this specific thing. First of all, I believe when it is gripping and disturbing and you can't shake it off, that it is very likely a dream from God. When that happens, I think it's important to pray over that dream, find out what exactly God has intended for that dream and what he's speaking. Another way to know a dream is from God is when God tells you it's from him. I have had the Lord speak to me in that way when I woke up and I was pondering the dream and trying to make sense of it. Then the Lord spoke to me and said it was him. It was from him. And then another way to know a dream is from God is when God gives instructions with the dream upon waking up, the Lord will tell you what he wants you to do with that dream. There are times when God gives details you didn't know that come to pass. And that is another way to know that dream is from God. And I will share that in just a minute. Sometimes we don't know what the meaning of our dreams are and I've had very few of those. Most of my dreams, God spells out what my dream is concerning, and usually they're very clear. But I would like to tell you that Mary had a lot of things she didn't understand. Mary, the mother of Jesus, and the Bible says Mary pondered these things in her heart. And I believe there's a time for us to do that to pray over dreams and ponder those. And I know we don't use the word ponder very often, but that's just the word that 
the King James uses, and it fits for my purposes right here. Contemplate is perhaps a more updated word. Now I want to talk to you about the benefits of dreams because they provide platforms of purpose. They provide one of those platforms as a platform for prayer. My son Stephen had a dream while we were on vacation in Colorado. He was about 11. And he had a dream about our youth pastor and his family. In that dream, the whole family was killed in a tragic accident. Stephen came to me in the middle of the night crying, telling me about his dream. So I said, Stephen, what we're going to do is we're going to pray about this dream tonight. And we're going to keep praying about that dream so that we know it's covered and that God is going to intervene. So Stephen and I did, and I shared it with Bruce, and we prayed about it. Two weeks later, our youth pastor's wife and children were headed home from school. She had just picked them up, and the brakes went out. They were headed toward a highway that ran through the city. Wow. When she got to that highway, miraculously, and I'm telling you, Beth, it was a miracle because, you know, I've been there so many times. The only time there's no traffic there is in the middle of the night. And she went across that highway. Thankfully, there was a parking lot across from it where she was going and their lives were spared. And the the car naturally began to slow down. It was a miracle of God. We knew that God had intervened and all of the children were there with her. She even had her two nieces. God heard our prayers. So if you have a dream that's catastrophic of that sort, God is giving you a previous picture. So you will pray and cover that and break the strongholds of hell that are trying to bring harm. And the Lord does answer prayers. So if you have a bad dream, don't just say, oh, no, oh, no, what are we going to do? No, you pray, you intercede, get others praying until that thing is broken. And then platforms for pursuit. God gives us courage to do things we would never do when we have dreams. I had a dream of this sort. I dreamed about a girl that I was going to school with. She and I had been in classes together for, well, since we were in second grade. And even though we were usually positioned She was either in front of me or on the side of me. Our names weren't anywhere near where we should have been together. We never formed a friendship. She was in my class. And amazingly, we would both end up there early. In that class, the teacher had given us assigned seating. So again, here we were seated next to us. And we started talking. And I could feel there was a friendship forming. And I would pray, oh, Lord, please help me to witness to Kathy. But I didn't have the courage. I was afraid I would say something wrong and then it would be worse than where it was without her knowing. That's how the devil keeps us silent about our faith. But the Lord gave me a dream one Sunday afternoon. And in that dream, I was standing in the balcony of heaven. 
and Kathy was standing before the throne of God, and the Lord was giving her a sentence to hell. In that dream, she looked up at me with tears running down her face, and she said, Marsha, why didn't you tell me? Oh, wow. When I woke up, I was, I was wrecked. I really, I was under such great conviction, knowing that I had to do something. So I went immediately and called a friend who had her number. And I got the number from this friend and called Kathy. And I didn't know what I was going to say, but I decided to invite her to church. And she said, oh, I would love to go. She said, I can't go this week because I've already committed to something. Would next weekend work? And Kathy began to come to our church. She got saved. The Lord used me to help disciple her. And when she had a question, we would talk it out. And I would show her what the Bible would say. We became very good friends. Kathy today is a pastor's wife and a worship pastor. They have been in ministry for over 30 years now. It was a miracle story. God used that dream to bring Kathy into the kingdom to be saved and to become spirit-filled. So God uses our dreams to give us the courage to witness. Right. Um, So your dream played a vital role in her story as far as her faith goes. That's amazing. There were things that happened that the Lord has given me a number of dreams of this sort of people that are not even in my life have not been for years. It may even have been someone I did not really even know. And God, a neighbor, for instance, there was a neighbor in New Orleans that God gave me a dream about when I was in Springfield, Missouri. Another time God gave me a dream about a classmate I had not seen since I graduated high school. We were never close friends, but God gave me a dream about her. And he said, I want you to find Kathy. This was another Kathy. And he said, I want you to find her and go and pray for her. I didn't even know where to start, but I started with Facebook. I found out where she worked, and I surprised her one day. And I told her why I was there, that God had given me a dream about her, and he wanted me to pray for her. I didn't know it, but she had a sickness that the doctor said she would never recover from. But the Lord is working, and I have faith to believe that she will be fully healed. And since that time, she and I have had a continuation of friendship, uh, really a friendship that began through a dream. That's amazing. I love it. (laughs) So, and then another is platforms for conflict resolution. I had someone share with me today about a dream that her daughter had that brought a conflict resolution because of this dream. A dream provides platforms for clarifications of issues. Sometimes there are things we don't understand that God will flesh out in a dream. Platforms for comfort. My mother had a dream when I was in college. She had a dream about our house being shaken by tears. 
none of us really were excited about that dream. But a couple of months later, the three of us that were engaged, our engagements were broken off. It was a great time of tears. But God prepared us for that season by giving my mother that dream. And it was a great comfort. I also have an aunt whose husband had died and she was heart sick. They had been in ministry for many, many years and she couldn't get past the grief. One night, the Lord gave my aunt a dream. And in that dream, she saw my uncle and he was playing a guitar. They had always sang and ministered together in song as well as speaking and preaching. He was holding a guitar that was covered with jewels. And he said to my aunt, he said, honey, I can't wait till you get here. I've already seen what God has for you. I've already walked through your mansion. He said, it's beautiful. I can't wait till you come. How amazing. And when she woke up, God broke the spirit of grief off of her. Platforms for reconnection. I know of a couple of things. In fact, last night I received a message on Messenger from someone I have not heard from in 20 years. And they said, Marsha, I had a dream about you. And in that dream, we were sharing Thanksgiving together, Thanksgiving Day. And she shared some details and what fun we had. That dream was a platform for reconnection that Candy and I have not had in 20 years. Here's another amazing story. I had a friend who was visiting Korea. And it was a really difficult time for me. I was walking through a hard journey. Bruce was in Haiti and my friend was visiting her daughter in Korea. And I said, Lord, please, would you have Patty get in contact with me? Because I was actually concerned about her safety. She usually let me know where she was when she traveled overseas. Do you know that God gave Patty a dream that night? And the next day she sent me an email. And told wow. me that she had been without Wi-Fi and wanted me to know where she was. And the Lord just used that dream in Patty's life as a platform to connect with me when I really needed to hear from her. Then a platform of realignment in our lives or in the lives of others. God has used this in my life to speak to me personally about a change I needed to make. He also has used it for me to be the voice of someone that I would never have had the courage to speak into their life. But the Lord gave me a specific dream and showed me an area that needed to be addressed with that person in my life. And it was a a family member. Because of the dream, I had the courage to speak as the Lord instructed me to speak. Previously, without that dream, I would never have spoken. Then one more is platforms for faith when God gives a promise. There are many times that God will give a dream, and it may be a prophetic dream or a dream that gives a promise to us of what God is going to do. And it helps us to hold on with faith, with greater faith, because we had a dream. 
now I want to talk about the different kinds of dreams I have received from the Lord. One of those is a dream of instruction for me or about me. And I just shared a little bit about that. But I want to tell you two dreams that I had. We had a neighbor who had many charges of molestation. The police were very frustrated because they had never been able to actually get this guy behind bars. There was also always some way that he would be able to circumvent the law. The Lord woke me up because this man would go through the neighborhood in the night. I knew that from a couple of other people. This man would go through the neighborhood. The dream that I had, the Lord showed me that my back door was unlocked. It shocked me. I woke up. It was it was a dream that caused my heart to be clutched with fear. I knew the way the dream was situated. I knew which door it would be. And so I got up in the night and went and checked that door. Sure enough, it was unlocked. And oh, wow. So <laughs> I locked it. And yeah. I went to bed comforted to know that God cared about our safety. And then... Two weeks later, I had another dream about doors. And in this dream, the first door was locked, but the second door was wide open. The only place in my house that fit that description was downstairs that led into the garage and the garage door. That was the only place we had two doors in succession. So knowing that my other dream was from the Lord, I did not take a chance at all. And right. I, I got up and I went downstairs and I checked that first door was locked. I opened that door. It was a scary thing to do in the middle of the night, but I opened that door and Beth, the garage door was wide open. Oh, my goodness. Anyway, I checked and made sure that everything was safe, and I brought that that door down. But I knew that was from God. So when God gives you a dream of instruction, it's very important for you to follow through. Right, to obey, to obey. That's the Lord speaking to us, just to obey his voice. And, you know, he came to you in that dream for your safety and your protection. Yes, he did. That man later was put behind bars. I would like to say that. Wow. That's amazing. Another one of those dreams of instruction came to one of my friends. And my friend Marcy, God told her, speak to the seed. Her daughter has not yet come back to the Lord. And that's what God spoke in the dream to my friend. Speak to the seed. And I encourage parents who have planted good seed into their prodigal's life to begin to speak to that seed, to sprout and grow in Jesus. Amen. Amen. So here's another variety of dreams, and that's dreams of direction. One night, the Lord spoke to me about a woman who had been at a Convoy of Hope event with us. And that day, the day before, she had given her Bible away to someone who did not have a Bible. And I felt so bad about it afterwards. You know, you think about a lot of good things to do after the fact. And that was what happened. 
in my dream, the Lord spoke to me and he said, you are to give this woman the money to get a new Bible. And I said, Lord, I don't even know that lady. I don't know where, what church she was from because people come to our Convoy of Hope events as helpers and assistants and the support group. I didn't even know her. I might have remembered her first name. That was it. I said, Lord, if you bring that lady back into my path, I promise you that I will do what you said. Well, the next day, we went to a local church in the area. This was a church that had thousands of people. And we walked in trying to figure out where we were going to sit. My natural inclination is to sit toward the back. My husband's natural inclination is to go toward the front. So <laughs> we followed his natural inclination. Do you know I sat down and just kind of looked around, had forgotten about my dream. There to my right, about two rows in front of me, was that lady sitting with her husband. <laughs> there's there's no coincidences no, with heaven. <laughs> exactly. And it was amazing. And afterwards, I was able to do exactly what the Lord told me to do. There are other times that God gives dreams of warning and danger. I did share that with you, but I want to share one other dream. I shared with you about the back doors unlocked. But one day I was visiting with my sister in New Orleans. I woke up with a start in my dream, in my mind. And this is one of those dreams that didn't have pictures it was a word that was emblazoned across a black backdrop, and the word was ISIS. When I woke up, the Lord spoke to me, and he said, there is a terrorist group in the U.S. of ISIS connection, and they are plotting something in America to harm America. And the Lord told me I was to reach out to some intercessors to begin to pray about this. And I said, Lord, this is really hard to do. If you'll give me a confirmation of this, I promise you I will do it. I just need a confirmation. So I looked down and I saw a book that I had brought with me. It was by Mahesh Shavda, and it was about the power of prayer and fasting. I picked up that book, which I had only read a couple of chapters. I opened the book at random right in the middle, and my eyes fell to a paragraph that talked about a group, a prayer group in North Carolina that God spoke to them about a terrorist attack and how they began to pray together and how God uncovered it and stopped it. I would say that's confirmation. It was. So I began to obey and I sent out the information to just special people who wouldn't think I was crazy. And I asked them to begin to pray. Within a couple of hours, I came out of the bedroom and walked into the kitchen and there was breaking news coming on the television. I heard it as I came down the hall about an ISIS terrorist group that it was breaking news. It had just been uncovered and that was in, I don't even remember where it was in the U.S., but it was exactly what the Lord had showed me. Now, all I can say is I believe that God 
I, I don't know when they started uncovering it. I'm sure that my prayers just helped in the assistance of it. But nevertheless, God confirmed to me that it was, in fact, what he had spoken. Wow. That's amazing. Now, dreams about the prophetic future and our nation. That's another category. Dreams concerning details of everyday life. Wedding, my wedding ring design that God gave me was from a dream. I knew it was from the Lord because there were so many details that the Lord alone could have brought together. I had been praying about it. My first wedding ring had started falling apart. I was losing diamonds. I asked some specific things about of the Lord about how to design my ring because everything out there was so expensive. And the Lord gave me a design. I wish I had more time to tell it, but it was amazing. Wow. And that's, spe- that's special, though. I mean, God is concerned with even the small things in our lives. Yes, he is. And then there was dreams with instructional messages and warnings for others. I have had many of these dreams. And with God's help, I've tried to be faithful to go and let those people know. Most of the time, I have sent letters. And I, if you ever have one of these dreams, I think that is a good way to do it. That way you can say only what God has told you to say. In one of those messages, I had a dream about someone who was in leadership in our church. The Lord showed me in this dream a picture of a man who was in our church and below him at his feet wore cloaks. Everybody had put their coats at his feet. The Lord called the man by name, and he said, this man has opened the door to attacks against your husband. He said, you think he's a friend, but he is not. He's actually working subvertly to harm your husband. When I awoke from that dream, it was shocking because we would eat out with this couple. We we had a friendship with this couple, and it was, it was just pretty overwhelming. And I really fought with the Lord because the Lord told me I was to call this man, and I was to tell him about the dream. And I said, Lord, I've never done anything like this in all of our ministry. I've never done this. But the Lord said, you have to. Wow. And so on the way, to church, we had about a 30-minute drive, and Bruce was driving, and I I decided I'm going to take a nap. I can't process all of this. And so Bruce had the Bible playing. When I woke up, Beth, the scripture that came forth was, to him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not, to him it is sin. Wow. I knew that was God speaking to me. (laughs) So That afternoon, I made the dreaded phone call, and I told this man what my dream was and what the Lord told me. He became, I don't know how to say it, but his manner of speaking to me totally changed. He had an angry voice, and he said things against my husband. Through his word, it came out that there was a setup and a frame up against my husband that was going to happen that night. I spoke truth into this man. 
I spoke to him the truth about the lies he was believing. I spoke against the lies, and I told him what God said. After I got off of the telephone, the Lord then instructed me that I was to tell Bruce. Up to that point, I did not feel any peace to tell Bruce. Right, and he was, and Bruce was the pastor of the yes. church at this time. Yes, he was the pastor, and this man was in an important position in the church. Right. That phone call opened up something we didn't know. That dream gave revelation that caused this man to open up, and therefore Bruce was able to prepare. Bruce had everything, uh, you know, everything in a row legally and financially. So he was not doing anything wrong. But this man was going to present that what he was doing was fraudulent. And God preserved Bruce and my ministry because of that dream. Yes, and I and I can vouch and and say that I've always known you guys to have the just utmost integrity. So that's even shocking that someone would accuse you guys of anything like that. Well, the Lord knew it, and He was protecting us. That's I, right. I want to share a scripture with you from Psalm sixteen seven. It says, "I will bless the Lord who guides me. Even at night, my heart instructs me." That's Psalm 16, verse 7 in the NLT. God has instructed me time after time in the night. That's right. And he has preserved lives. He has preserved destinies. God wants to use dreams in our lives. God may show you what to do in a dream, or he may not give you the interpretation. But God will at some point... If that dream is from him, he will at some point make that interpretation clear. And until then, you pray about it. And when God says it's from him, it is so important when he gives you an assignment to follow through with what God's instructions are. Just love all these examples that you've given to us and this confirmation that God absolutely speaks to us in dreams. But like it said in Job, Sometimes we don't perceive it. And so we need to also ask the Holy Spirit to just guide us into understanding and to uh, not only understanding our dreams, but when the Lord gives us an, a, dream, a dream of instruction to be obedient and how to proceed. And, you know, just like you did, there was that one dream where you, you were like, OK, Lord, I need confirmation. And so he gave it to you. And I believe the Lord is so good and so faithful that he'll even confirm things to us when we're not sure. And yeah. so I Definitely appreciate you giving us uh, these dreams and sharing with us all these examples and, and instruction that goes with them. And, and I just, you know, like I've said on here before, I've had people tell me, you know, well, I don't dream dreams very often. And 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 I, too, I don't dream often. But when I do have a spiritual dream, it's usually significant. And so, I, you know, I always say write it down or I email it to myself and then pray about it and just go on a journey with it. And if you don't have dreams, sometimes we have not because we ask not. So pray and ask the Lord to give you a dream if, if that's what he you know wants to do. If the way the Lord wants to communicate to you, then he will. I believe that he absolutely will. I would like to share one scripture in closing. Yes. First Samuel chapter three, verse 10. 
Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. And I have prayed that many times as I'm going to bed. Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. I love that. And, you know, Samuel, as a child, he slept right under the Ark of the Covenant, right under which symbolizes the presence of God. And so, you know, when we, we have the Lord living in us, Jesus living in our hearts, the very presence of God living in us. And so we, we can be in that same position and be uh, have open ears so that the Lord can speak to us. Amen. Thank you so much for being back on the program. I, I know people enjoy when I have you on, so I definitely appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. God bless you, Beth. for listening to today's podcast. Please be sure to hit the subscribe button so you'll be informed next time I post. Thank you again and have a blessed day.